It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. WRKS Pickens Jackson. Are you ready? Now live from the Whiskey 61 Lounge inside the Bank Plus Studio. You are listening to Mississippi's number one sports talk show, The Out of Bounds Show with Bo Bounds. Streaming worldwide live on the Out of Bounds Radio app and on your radio at ESPN 105.9. The Soul. Good morning. Welcome in. Out of Bounds, brought to you by the Amazing Steaks, Kessler Prime and the Renaissance. Visit KesslerPrime.com to make a reservation. This is 105.9 The Zone ESPN. We're streaming live for you on The Zone, TheZone1059.com, and the Out of Bounds radio app. Our bowl coverage today, powered by Entergy. We power life. Good morning. Welcome in. Uh, Ole Miss, Texas Tech. Texas Tech 42, Ole Miss 25. Arkansas in a wild, wild game where they tried to give it away uh, down the stretch. But uh, Sam Pittman and Kendall Browles and K.J. Jefferson from Mississippi hang on. In a wild one. So there was one point last night I had the Mississippi State-Alabama basketball game on, the Ole Miss-Texas Tech game on, and the Arkansas-Kansas game on. Yeah, two of those weren't that competitive. Um, Yeah, you're, you're right. Sorry. Yeah. I tried to tell you. Arkansas 55, Kansas 53. If Pittman would have lost that game, um, you know, that's another fan base that would have been, again, not on the hot seat, not on the warm seat, but frustration. When you win, when you lose sep- uh, one, two, three in a row going out, especially two in a row, um, Ole Miss lost four in a row going out, you know, your fans just, it's that appetite. Mm-hmm. You want to be thirsty in the offseason. And Ole Miss was able to uh, get past the Sugar Bowl loss last year because they had already won 10 games and they had beat Mississippi State. Uh, this year, a different deal. And down the stretch, you know, you drop uh, four, one of them being Bama, but you drop one to Arkansas, one to Mississippi State, one to Texas Tech, in which you all out-recruit. Yeah. Is there anything more American than triple overtime in December in the Liberty Bowl? According to Dan Mullen, no. There is nothing more American. I thought Dan Mullen did a hell of a job last night as the color analyst. Do you like Dan in the booth or in the studio better? Well, studio shows don't do a lot for me. That's true. You, But I think the majority of college football fans end up watching studio shows. Okay. Um, Would you agree with that statement? I don't think as many. I think, well, I, I take that. People that are going to, I go to a lot of games. That's I mean, true. I, I just don't. The, the TV-watching people who love Mississippi State, Ole Miss, or whatever, SEC football at home, absolutely, I yeah. think the – and when you're at a restaurant and bar, 
if you're at Bulldog Burger. Of course it's going to be on. Yeah. 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 But I don't find myself when I'm on campus in Starkville watching studio. You definitely wouldn't on campus. I'm talking to people. I'm moving around. I'm going to Two Brothers. I'm meeting my daughter. I'm just doing other things. But that's a small percentage, I think. When you get a game that's intriguing for three and a half hours, that's the most Dan Mullen I'm going to get. Fair enough. And And I thought Dan was outstanding. His... You know, his just knowledge and delivery was good of the game. Yeah. And look, we didn't know that. I mean, most people don't give a damn about the Liberty Bowl. Well, that's why it's a good one for him to get in on. Yeah. Like a bowl game but is it, a but great. It, it ended yeah. up being very compelling in the fourth quarter and in overtime. Yeah, so it was absolutely. Well, I, bet I mean, it, I didn't know they were going to go 17-15 in overtime. I would guess that had the best ratings. Them or the Oregon game on Fox would have had the best ratings of the day yesterday. Yeah, well, that's because it's Fox not on cable. It's Correct. on, a, you know, it's yeah. on one of the big four channels. Correct. Uh, and Oregon is is bigger than uh, North. Well, Oregon and North Carolina are bigger brands than Ole Miss Correct. and Texas Tech. So, uh, but I bet that Arkansas. I mean, triple overtime. I bet that Mac thing Brown was big. Is, I, I think the the that's somewhere. You know, you drop Dan Mullen. Well, that's what in, I was about to ask. North you. Carolina Chapel Hill academic. Smart school, they want to win, but they're not crazy pills like us. You know, even State Ole Miss, much less Bama, you know, Georgia Auburn. Should Dan Mullen, I'm asking you, so should Dan Mullen remain on TV or should Dan Mullen come back to coaching? Well, I'm asking you, what are your thoughts? Uh, I'd be hard pressed to get back in the game, Blake, if I if I had thirty million dollars. And ESPN's um, paying me a few hundred thousand. And my kids are all into golf, like his are. And I can do anything I want. Really, all, damn, damn near anything I want. Okay? Yeah. And I know that my earning power, uh, Dan's 50 years old. Uh, my earning power for the next 15 years is really, really good. Yeah. You know, it. The flip side, there's always that draw, that competitive edge, that wanting to be in the war room, wanting to be in the arena, wanting to be in the night games with the lights on. Yeah, nothing tastes like a dub. That's right. I I hate to say it. You can't ever, like, the fact that John Madden quit and never went back is wild, is unprecedented. Yeah, Jimmy Johnson. Unbelievable. Yeah. Even Gruden, who was getting paid an insane amount of money. And had a job that, like, you... Ten million a year. He never had to leave. He never had to leave. He could have just sat there forever. He had already made a ton of money. He was going to make $200 more million dollars minimum. Never would have fired him, ever. Like, And yeah. he couldn't help it. He had to go back. And it ended his career. Sean Payton <laughs> is is going back in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, Urban Meyer couldn't... He, he, I, it wouldn't shock... I expect Urban to come back to college football before Dan. You know... Is he, that crazy? Uh, no, no, it's not. Okay. Actually. I think it's that's not. the rational take. Although I, I, I still wouldn't be surprised if Urban, who's made a fortune, looks at it and goes, man, Fox is paying me an insane yeah. amount of money. Oh, but and that dude's got the, he's the, itch, he's the guy that has to scratch it. He's an he addict. Maybe. He's an addict Sean, to me. Sean Payton. Yeah. yeah. Um, John Madden, what he did. Yeah. To win two Super Bowls and hang it up. Yeah. Is just doesn't happen yeah i mean it uh, him and jimmy johnson are the only two that i could think of jimmy is an amazing story because when he stepped down how old was he in 1999 blake 
not old. 50, not old at all. Jimmy's taking care of himself. You know, he's now what? So he's 79 now. So that would have been 24 years ago. So he'd have been 55, something yeah, like that. Yeah. That's pretty. Yeah. And Jimmy didn't make the money that he, he, he has had the speaking engagements and a nice salary at Fox, but yeah. Not the same money as some of the, like Sean was making seventeen million. Sean Payton was making seventeen million his last year at New Orleans. Which, when that came out, is almost it's hard to fathom that number. That's an insane number. It is, and guess what? That's more than a million a month for Miss Benson. That is a drop. This is hard to wrap your brain around. That is a drop in the bucket. That's insane. That's how much she's making. Yeah. I mean, she's making several hundred million per year. Yeah. No, I get it. I understand. With the Saints. Yeah. Net. Yeah. Live in the Bank Plus studio, the Out of Bounds show is brought to you by Fleetway Market. Fuel up at Fleetway Market on the way to the hunting camp. Uh, Your next high school sporting event, a road trip to the beautiful Mississippi Gulf Coast or to the Golden Moon Casino Sportsbook and Lounge. Also, don't forget about the Market Cafe. Not only do they have a great selection of beer, like Yingling, Blue Moon, among others, um, at Fleetway Market. They have the Market Cafe in Glugstadt, fantastic food for lunch, to-go food, so on. Um, You can eat there. And then their Market Cafe in Brookhaven. Fuel up at Fleetway Market. Our bowl coverage today, powered by Entergy. We power light. Good morning. Welcome in. Out of Bounds, 105.9 The Zone ESPN. Uh, Not surprising loss for... Mississippi State against Bama. I, I'll put this real simple for you. Uh, Bama's better. Like, I, I know MSU was kind of able to muck it up and keep it competitive, but Bama is miles better. And, you know, yeah. that If Jans would have just landed one shooter, not, not an elite shooter, just one score shooter, but I understand he didn't have a lot of time to. Steve Palazzolo on NFL QBs at 8.30. I have to tell you about this game-changing product I use before a night out with drinks. It's called Z-Biotics. Let's face it. After a night out with drinks, I don't bounce back the next day like I used to. And I have to make a choice. I can either have a great night or a great next day. And that is until I found Z-Biotics. Every time I have a Z-Biotics before drinks, I notice a difference the next day. Even after a night out, I can confidently plan on hosting this show and being awesome without worry. Look, I won't lie. I was a bit on the fence about Z-Biotics initially, but then while hanging out with friends over cocktails, I gave it a shot. And believe me, it is the real deal. Go to zbiotics.com slash OOB to get 15% off your first order when you use OOB at checkout. Remember to head to zbiotics.com slash OOB and use the code OOB at checkout for 15% off. Thank you, Zbiotics, for sponsoring this episode and our good times. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, guys, I want to let you know we may not be done with the coaching carousel. If Jim Harbaugh goes to the NFL, that is a big job. And he just did. Now, look, he could still win it. He could win the national championship. He's in the college football playoff. Y'all know that. They're playing TCU. But if Harbaugh scratches that last itch, so to speak, and decides, you know what? I I got to go do this. I went to the Super Bowl. I lost to my brother. Oh. Um, I took, you know, a, a San Francisco 49ers team that at that time the franchise was awful and resurrected it to live in the play. I mean, I still, I, I've told y'all, I'm not a huge Saints fan, but I like the Saints. I love New Orleans. Um, That playoff loss out in San Francisco Ooh. was heartbreaking what went down the last two, two and a half minutes of that game with Sean and Drew and Harbaugh and I guess it was Kaepernick, but it wasn't Alex Smith, right? Yeah. So anyway, the point is, Harbaugh going to the NFL opens up a blue blood. And he just beat Ohio State back-to-back. And he did what some people said. I didn't stop a lot of people in the business. Went sour on Harbaugh. And or sold their stock. We did not. But, man, he is back in the college football playoff. Now, Bartu says Ohio State's going to win. That their schedule was brutal and Georgia's was a cakewalk. If you're just now joining us, only four other teams, only four other Power Five teams had easier schedules than the Georgia Bulldogs. Mm. Georgia faced the 87th easiest offensive schedule or profile. 73rd easiest on the defensive side of the football. Um, four, the four toughest schedules by talent this year. Number one, Florida. Number two, Auburn. Number three, Ohio State. Number four, Mississippi State. So Florida, oh. Auburn, Ohio <laughs> State, MSU. When you're Georgia and your two West Poles are Auburn, who had a historically bad year, as Auburn fans have told us, either the first or second worst year in modern Auburn football, and then your other West opponent is Mississippi State, and then also you play in the East. I mean, who else are you left to play if you're Georgia? So you have Georgia Tech. And you pull Georgia Tech. Exactly. I, that's what I was going to say. I, I mean, it, 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 if you look at what Georgia does at the end of the year. They can't do anything else because that's who they have, though. Right. 
I mean, it is what it is. Now, like, this, when we do away with divisions, it's going to get a whole lot different. Okay, whole lot different. Kirby Smart is taking I mean, the e the the gap between the West and the East is Grand Canyon. It is yeah. So it's me and everyone else. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know, Florida's trying to get their deal together. Tennessee's trying to get their deal together. And South Carolina, Kentucky, and Vanderbilt, or whatever. Tennessee had the best team they've had, arguably in like thirty since the national and title. Got embarrassed by South Carolina and and lost to Georgia. So oh, well, yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. so that's my point. Like, it's the best team in the last twenty plus years, and they still didn't beat Georgia. So, uh, you know, <laughs> that's that's the life they live. Harbaugh to Michigan opens up a big can of worms. Yeah. And the reason we're saying this is he's been heavily linked to the Indianapolis job. And maybe could be another job. There, Well, there could be. There could be. Because right now, Denver is open. Carolina is open. Indianapolis is open. But we strongly believe that Arizona will open up. Cliff Kingsbury has underperformed at a high level, especially with a QB that... Cliff's gone. The league at least believes is a, is a top-end quarterback. That Even though that's not a franchise that cares. Like... It's not like the Midwest and Northeast sports talk. Steelers, radio, Ravens, they beat up, yeah. yeah, Philadelphia yeah. Eagles, yep. three hundred and sixty-five days a year. The Giants, yes, yeah, absolutely, yeah. The New York Football Correct. Giants and the Correct. and the New England Patriots, no doubt. Oh, and Baltimore. I mean, it has become a, yeah. an insane football yeah. town, and what Ozzie Newsome and Harbaugh so that's four. Have done, the other Harbaugh have done there is amazing. Yeah, that's four teams right there that are opening up. And I, I think Harbaugh is a – look, he was linked a couple years ago to NFL jobs. He took a pay decrease. Remember that, which is crazy. He took a decrease in pay at Michigan, stayed on. He hired Biff Pogey, who, for those who don't know, is this crazy, eccentric business – successful businessman turned – high school football guru, and he hires him at Michigan. It helps revamp the way he runs his program off the field and in the coaching staff and in the locker room, and they've started winning. They've now beaten Ohio State twice, and the question for for Jim Harbaugh is, is there anything left on the runway, or or could you only take a step backwards if you stay? Well, and J.J. McCarthy is mobile enough. Could they win it? A rematch with Ohio State? Let's... Let's say Michigan and Ohio State win. We could get a rematch. Now, it's damn tough to beat a team twice. Um, it's LSU more... you couldn't do... You know, they beat Alabama, I think, in 11. Mm-hmm. And then in the national championship game, Bama just pounded them into submission. <laughs> they didn't pass midfield. Um, so, when I see Harbaugh, if he goes to the NFL and Michigan starts to look at the landscape of who they could hire, um, that could be an intriguing coaching search. They don't have anybody on staff to promote from within. And, you know, who could they poach? Who do they want? Uh, And does, you know, a lot of ADs don't know how to hire. Well, 90% of their hires have been failures. Yeah, I mean, look at look at Michigan's. Co- th- this is how crazy this is. State and Ole Miss have hired and run better programs in a large way over the last twenty years than Michigan. Yeah, they hired Brady Hoke and Rich Rod, and it just didn't. It just didn't go. Yeah. So if Michigan opens up, I want y'all to keep an eye on that, and how that could shake up. Now yeah. they may go NFL because of. 
the two Harbaugh's connections. Obviously, Jim's been hiring John Harbaugh's assistants, and they've been switching back and forth. Maybe they go NFL, but I do think it's something to look at. Um, Something else that people are throwing out today is, did we underestimate how good Matt Corral was? He had Herculean efforts in Oxford and on the road. Believe me, I've, I've watched the guy live. You've watched the guy live. I mean, he's unbelievable. He single-handedly at times, almost, won games. And, you know, I, do I think that he was a top 10, top 20 talent first round? Absolutely. Look at this stuff that we're watching this year. Good hell. I mean, Kenny Pickett, and that's a buttoned-up, well-run organization. And look, I watched Pickett the other night. And I know he finally made that throw over the middle. And good for him. He's a young guy. He's trying to figure it out. You know, the bullets are live and they're flying. But nothing, I mean, Malik Willis looks like a fullback out there and, and, and totally lost. And if Matt Corral was healthy, he'd be the starting quarterback for the Carolina Panthers. Did As much as I talked about Matt Corral and Ole Miss fans loved it, Mississippi State, State fans, it drove them crazy. Did we underestimate his playmaking ability and his ability to deal with Lane's crazy pills on going forward on fourth down? Because Matt was so damn good at throwing the ball and running the ball and running the offense. Not that Jackson Dart's not going to get better because he's young. But Matt was a veteran already two years and a lot of bumps and bruises And then Lane comes in, and that system was perfect for Matt. I mean, perfect for Matt Corral. Did we underestimate how good Matt Corral really was? Now, did he party his way out of the first round? I don't know. But he was a top 10, top 20 talent, and he'd be playing for the Carolina Panthers right now. And I think healthy, he'd be playing well. Steve Palazzolo, Pro Football Focus on the Yingling Lager Guest Line. Coming up next. The Out of Bounds Show brought to you by Sound and Communications, top quality audio visual company, soundcomav.com. They provide leading edge audio visual for businesses, churches, and sports facilities, including baseball fields, arenas, football stadiums, and hey, football facilities, basketball facilities, and so on. Powered by soundcomav.com. Top quality audio visual sound and communications we're espn 1059 the zone the out of bounds show i'm your host bo bounds our friend steve palazzolo joining us pro football focus pff.com senior nfl analyst uh steve p it did not start well for dak prescott on saturday night with the pick six but he recovered quickly and went on to have a hell of a game how did pff grade mr prescott Oh, yeah. I mean, that was one of his better games of the season, you know, after the pick six, of course. But, um, yeah, he was really good. And I, it was impressive, I think, watching Dak and the the Cowboys offense going up against an Eagles defense that really hadn't 
hadn't given up uh, that many yards through the air like that or, or been picked apart the way they but the way they were. So, yeah, you take out the pick six. I think it might have been his best game of the season, maybe outside of the Bears game. And it was nice to see Dak and the offense bounce back, you know, going to CD Sam over and over again at, at certain points of the game and, and knowing that you have your go-to guy. But, yeah, I thought – I thought Dak was fantastic in that game. Again, when you take out that that first, uh, well, third pass, whatever it was, on the uh, the pick six to Josh Sweat. If they had one more piece like some other teams, how would you handicap them? Well, like a, a receiver? Yes. In particular? Yeah, I mean, I think it always helps. And even though it was only one catch, you just saw, hey, T.Y. Hilton being a, a part of things. So, yeah, one extra piece always helps because, you know, you have games, if, if a team isn't specifically taking away C.D. Lamb, you can you can go to him, and you can go to him in, in different ways. You can go to him on the outside, in the slot, middle of the field, outside the numbers, and when teams take away your best option to your second option, the, the best teams have a, a third or fourth option, and, you know, all of that absolutely helps along the way. So I think that would um, absolutely elevate the Cowboys even more, but uh, it's been good to see what they've done offensively these last couple of weeks with, you know, with what they have and making do with uh, what they're receiving core. How do you, how do you handicap tonight? Cowboys Titans and the Titans are going to sit a bunch of players because they need next week's game against the Jaguars. How do you handicap tonight in Nashville between the Cowboys and Titans? Yeah, I, I think Dallas, while they have, um, they don't really have a great chance to win the division, they still kind of do. So they're going to play. I think Tennessee really is. I mean, they're already resting their players. I think it's going to be really tough for Tennessee to stay in the game. So, I mean, I know the, the spread's over 10. Um I mean, I think I think Dallas should roll here. And I know it's a road game. It's a short week and the whole thing. Well, uh, but, you know, the, the Cowboys still have a, you know, something to play for. They're going to want to stay sharp heading into those last couple of weeks and into the playoffs. Tennessee is only looking to next week. I think Dallas should roll in this game. It, and I think we get – we lose what could have been a good game if uh, Tennessee had something to play for. But just one of those quirks of the schedule where it only matters next week for the, for the AFC South. If – if Steve Palazzolo with Pro Football Focus got to hire one of the two coaches, as I love Vrabel. I like McCarthy. I don't dislike him like, you know, I give Kellen Moore a hard time. Um, wh- who would you go with, Vrabel or McCarthy, if you were hiring a coach today? Oh, man, I think Vrabel. I mean, I, he may have lost a little luster these last few weeks as the Titans have fallen apart here, but. He's got a multi-year history now of elevating that team. We've talked about that a little bit on the show here, where I think I think Vrabel's going to get up into that Mike Tomlin conversation of a guy that, you know, no matter what you you give him from a roster standpoint, he's going to have some level of success. Now, again, they're going through this rough losing streak, and they haven't been able to do that. But um, when you look at what their roster has been in the last couple of years, the fact that they were the number one seed last year with so many injuries, I think Vrabel just does a great job of maximizing his players' ability, motivating them, putting them in position to succeed. So I think Vrabel's got a bright future as one of those just solid, dependable head coaches for the foreseeable future. I, I agree. I think he's great. Uh, Steve Palazzolo, pro football focus on the Yingling Lager guest line. Uh, 
we, all right, so let's go around. We've got all kinds of crazy stuff going on at the QB position. And uh, it will be interesting to see what the draft gives us and some people, you know, uh, moving around. But let's go out west for a second with Denver Broncos and the Las Vegas Raiders. Let's start with what's with the Broncos. Um, they fire Hackett. It is, do you do you still believe that uh, if they identify the right guy in Denver, that that guy and Russell Wilson can resurrect his career, Steve? I, I feel like I have to believe yes. I mean, Russ was so bad this year and not in line with the rest of his career. Now, there were definitely warning signs that he was trending in this direction where, you know, I mentioned that a few times as well. Since the middle of 2020, Russell Wilson was not anything close to what he had been previously. So middle of 2020, kind of falls off the map. Last year, 2021, battled some injuries, but he also just wasn't good when he was on the field. And this year has been an absolute disaster. But he's still 34 years old. He's only 34 years old. And I think what I'm trying to figure out is, you know, back in the day, did you have quarterbacks that dropped off at 34, 35 years old? And have we been skewed by what Tom Brady's doing, what Drew Brees was able to do for a couple of years in his late 30s, what um, Aaron Rodgers is able to do in his late 30s? Are we, have we been skewed or is Russell Wilson just going to, you know, completely lose it? He's not the same athletically, accuracy, like everything's off. But I also wonder how much Seattle protected him from a schematic standpoint. I want, you know, they really knew him inside and out, and they knew, I think, not to put too much on Russell Wilson's plate and to really play to his strengths, which makes me think Denver Denver's going to go to one of Russell Wilson's old coaches. It might be too short-sighted to think, well, you got to get uh, Daryl Bevel or Brian Schottenheimer or one of these old offensive coordinators of Russell Wilson's, but it's desperate in Denver. They can't just – bring in an offensive coach and say, here's our system. Russell Wilson's going to run it. We know that was a massive failure. So I think there's a way to get out of it, but I think you probably have to tap into somebody who knows Russell Wilson will play to his strengths and be able to extract the best out of him. All the while he's doing it with less physical gifts than he had previously and has to figure out how to adjust his game. Wow. Steve Palazzolo on the Yingling Lager guest line. Uh, NFL Insider, he joins us on the Out of Bounds Show. show is brought to you by the Extra Añejo Patron Tequila. That's what our NFL QB1 discussion is brought to you by this morning. Blake Scott, you've got a question for Steve Palazzolo. Yeah, I want to piggyback off this, and it's a not to segue it to what's happening in New York, but it is a similar, albeit different, circumstances. Zach Wilson has lost control of the locker room. They're not going to play him anymore. His mental game, he lost all confidence in himself. Russell Wilson, with a way more extensive resume of success, seems like it's the same thing where the team doesn't believe in him. His his confidence in himself might not be gone, but it feels like the confidence of everyone around him in him is gone. From what you've watched, you've watched a ton of football, you've seen all these things play out. Is it as simple as if in games people will start to believe in you again, or is there some truth to the idea that Russell Wilson and his style of life, his style of play in the locker room, it's been broken and that myth is busted and he's not going to be able to kind of Ooh. be a leader at that level, at the level he was in Seattle? It's, it's a good question, Blake. I mean, I, I think that the the wins do take care of things. 
But what's funny about this whole situation is how many former Seahawks teammates, though, are coming out and being like, oh, that's just Ross. That's how he was. You know, he's quirky. He's this, he's that. A lot of people coming out speaking against him. And But you didn't hear it at the time because the Seahawks were winning, right? They were winning and until maybe at the very end it, you know, fell apart a little bit. So it, it is a challenge to, to get it back. But I think if you're winning, it, it kind of works. And in the, the struggle here and the difference between this and, say, the, the Jets situation is the Broncos are tied to Wilson for at least three more years because the salary cap numbers are insane. And, you know, that was – that was maybe the mistake in hindsight here. It wasn't the trade for Russell Wilson. I think that was the right move. Denver was sitting here with this good roster. They'd had mid-tier, mid-level quarterback play for years. Had to make a move at the quarterback position. But then they re-upped Russell Wilson until his 40-year-old season or whatever it was with just ridiculous money. And they had no out. They had no, no hedge if Russell Wilson fell apart. So they're stuck with him. You know, they – if, if Russell Wilson's lost the locker room, they have to find a locker room that he can regain because they're stuck with him for a few years. They need to make Russell Wilson work. He's more important than their, you know, their starting guard or their starting defensive tackle. He's, they have to make Russell Wilson work. And if they do, I do think that the winning does take care of things. But when you're losing and you don't have the respect of the locker room, yeah, it, it, it looks pretty toxic from the outside. Steve Palazzolo. NFL insider, pro football focus. He joins us on the Yingling Lager guest line. Let's go to Gardner Minshew. With everything that, with you know, what we're watching on Saturdays, Sundays, Mondays, Thursdays, and some of these guys are trending the wrong way, and then other teams don't even, just don't have anybody, period. But what, in your opinion, does his future look like? Do you think he'll have multiple suitors, and do you think he'll get paid? Not at paid like a top 15 QB, but do you think he'll have multiple suitors and get the bag in the offseason? Yeah, I mean, I think with Minshew, he's he's probably going to get looked at as a high-end backup, I think, going forward, maybe a low-end starter. You know, the teams that – the teams like Washington that have just rotated through quarterbacks the last few years might think, okay, Gardner Minshew's the next guy in the rotation. It's such a, you know, the NFL is just fascinating, right? You've got the the Raiders actively trying to move on from Derek Carr. (laughs) And then immediately everyone's thinking of the five teams where Derek Carr would be a great fit to upgrade their quarterback situation. Like Derek Carr is the missing piece for the Jets or the Colts or the Bucks, right? I mean, this is, that's the quarterback situation in the NFL, right? So it's tough to say that everybody's going to be like pounding Minshew's door looking for him to be the next starter. I don't think that's the case because everybody wants the top 10 guy, but I think that second wave of, okay, I didn't get my top 10 guy, or maybe I'm going to go, you know, maybe it's the Raiders, right? They, they're they going to draft in the top eight or 10, and they're going to take a guy like an Anthony Richardson or something, because that's what Josh McDaniels is going to do, right? He pushes the quarterback out the door, and then he goes, goes and gets Florida's quarterback in the first round like you did with Tebow back in 2010. That's what McDaniels is going to do, right? But Minshew could be that guy that goes in and becomes that bridge starter for the team that's drafted in the top 10. And, you know, maybe Minshew's better than the guy that they draft. So I think, look, we saw it in Jacksonville. He took a team that had very few pieces, elevated them into reasonable uh, before they moved on and, you know, went with Trevor Lawrence. And then you saw him with a really good supporting cast in Philadelphia 
and what he did last week and how he was able to tear it up. It sounds like everybody's excited about Gardner Minshew. And, uh, the kids broke in. The kids <laughs> broke in over here. I love it. I love it. And uh, see, Steve Palazzolo's house, Gardner Minshew's from here, and they love some uh, Minshew mania. He joins us on the Yingling Lager guest line. I think you're underselling him a little bit, but that's okay. I'm going to talk to you, and you'll get better by March 1. We'll work through it. He's very good. I mean, he's a very good player, but who's who's like going out of their way to say, I need Minshew as my starter? That's that's my question. What do you think the Titans' future is in the the Steelers? I mean, you know, I don't we don't know about Pickett yet. We Malik Willis, I don't know what's happening there. Tannehill's getting older. He, he's never been really good. He's been, I think, good. Um Carolina's got an opening. I mean, we we've got a lot. We've got several franchises that don't know what exactly they have at the quarterback position, Steve. Yeah, I mean, a, a team like Pittsburgh, I think Kenny Pickett showed enough, and they've you know invested a first rounder. They're gonna they're gonna let that one play out. But I think even if when Pickett's really really impressive, you know, it's, it's similar to, to Minshew. It's like you is this the guy that you want to you know invest in for the next eight to 10 years. I don't know if that's really the case. So I think, I think Pittsburgh will give Pickett a shot there. I think Tennessee's tied with Tannehill for at least another year, but they need to keep looking, you know, and I, you know, I say this every year to you guys, you keep taking swings at the quarterback position. It's okay. If you miss, I think Absolutely. it's okay. Like I think it's okay that the jets missed on Zach Wilson. Now it's tough when you say, Oh, they chose Zach Wilson over say Justin Fields, who looks like he's becoming a star because of his rushing ability and, it's tough when you put those side by side, but the Jets organization is not hurting because they missed on a quarterback and they could have had, you know, another defensive tackle or offensive lineman or whatever. So, yeah, like the Titans took a third round, whatever it was, third round shot on Malik Willis, and they probably have to take another shot. That's a good point for their for their future. Okay, you know, just keep swinging at that position because the payout is just so incredible until you know who you have. All right, I know there's unicorns. Uh, Kyle Shanahan's winning with Brock Purdy, third string, whatever you want to call him, quarterback. Sean Payton, I think, went ten and zero or something with Bridgewater and Jameis combined the last couple of years when Breeze was hurt. So you got those dudes that are just unbelievable. Uh, Reed, like you mentioned all the time with the Chiefs, he's dealt with some people outside of Mahomes and still won. What What is your response to Kyle Shanahan with the San Francisco Forty ers Still moving the football and winning games with Brock Purdy. I'm not surprised. I mean, he's he has, uh, you know, over a decade of of proof that he could do this. Um, even when Nick Mullins and C.J. Beathard were in there, they didn't win a lot of games, but they put up offensive numbers, right? They they moved the ball, they put up yards. Um, not that yards are the thing you're calculating, but you know, you he has been QB agnostic, Shanahan, throughout his years. And then the one year that he got a top eight quarterback was Matt Ryan, and he had it for two years. And the second year, he was MVP of the league. I mean, there's a history here of Kyle Shanahan being able to create offense. And then you have the actual playmakers on the field when Debo Samuel's healthy, yeah, but Brandon Ayuk and George Kittle and McCaffrey and everybody that they have there. I mean, just watch the games. The other, you know, the Thursday night game where they had that, you know, double fake screen and George Kittle's wide open over the middle. And everybody's like, oh, good job, Brock Purdy. It's like, it was a one read, open, perfect design, 335-yard <laughs> touchdown. 
right? Look at the ocean that he's throwing into um, on certain passes to George Kittle or Brandon Ayuk. And that's not to take anything away from Purdy, because I do think there's also – not every play is easy in Shanahan's system. Purdy has come back and made some plays under pressure against the Bucs. He was taking hits and still getting the ball down the field. It was, it's been impressive what Purdy's done. But if you just get, you know, a distributor who's going to, you know, go through his reads, get rid of the ball quickly, put him in Shanahan's offense, chances are they're going to move the ball. So there, there's a history there going back to Matt Schaub putting up great numbers in the system. So I'm not surprised, but I'm also, you know, impressed on both ends. Purdy's done great. And, um, you know, for, for expectations and Shanahan just continues to, to make do with whoever he has on their center. All right. Uh, pro football focus, PFF.com. Steve Palazzolo, NFL insider, joins us on the Out of Bounds show and the Yingling Lager guest line. Let's go to Sean Payton. So we've already got a couple openings. We're going to have more. Uh, if you had to guess, if, if you had to guess where Sean Payton lands in the next couple of weeks, what do you think? How, how do you guys feel about the Brady rumors? Would you guys become Brady people? Brady. He oh, becomes a saint. Brady to the Saints with Sean Payton. Oh my gosh. That turned the show the upside down. Right That's the hottest. 46 year old Brady and Sean Payton. I mean, I, I can't see, I don't think Sean Payton's a great fit with Russell Wilson in Denver. Okay. I no, I think and Sean Brandon Payton Staley, uh, I mean, uh, has, Staley, yeah, Brandon Staley's winning too much. Although, Let's say they just kind of, you know, don't. Let's say they go o o o for in the playoffs. Uh, do the Chargers sit there and go, "Hey, we we got a Super Bowl winning head coach who lived in the playoffs at a franchise who never went to the playoffs, and we'll move off Staley with the Chargers." You see that happening, or no way? How do you see that? I mean, anything can happen. Who the heck knows? We've got ridiculous. Derek Carr just got sent home. Who knows? But <laughs> I, would, I would say no. I mean, like, yeah, predict the NFL, please, right? Um, Trace McSorley and Tom Brady just went to overtime on Sunday night. So <laughs> I would say no. I, I, I think Brandon Staley's fine. You know, it, it, it seems like the Chargers were the team where everybody, every Saints fan was like, you know, rooting against the Chargers so that they would trade for Sean Payton. And I do love that idea of Sean Payton and Justin Herbert. I think that would be incredible. Me too. Um, maybe the Chargers try to hit a home run with that move because you have to try to hit home runs when you're in the Chiefs division. But I think Staley's fine. I, I think he's a good enough coach, and I don't think I, I don't think he was ever really on the hot seat as, as people may have, have expected. Okay. So Steve thinks he is going to the Arizona Cardinals to take Cliff Kingsbury's place, and Kyler Murray will rehab and come back, and we'll see what Sean does with Kyler Murray. Who knows? All right, you're right. We'll, uh, yeah. You got one more? Peyton and, Peyton and Tyler. Yeah. Could see that. That could be, uh, that could be filthy. Blake, you got one more as we wrap yeah, it up? I don't. All right. So I know we like to make this joke, but I've, ne- I haven't asked you one fantasy question all year. So I got to get one in. So I made the play, I made the championship game in one of my three leagues. And I got to know, do wow. I start? I, yeah, I know. I, you'll sleep better tonight. Uh, do I start Jalen Hurts coming off injury or Dak Prescott tonight on a short week? Jalen Hurts isn't going to play, is he? Well, see, that's what I don't know. I keep hearing up in the no. air either way. I have Gardner on the bench, too. No. You got to start Dak, I right? I don't think Hurts. Yes, absolutely. I, I, don't, I don't think Hurts is going to play. 
Okay. I didn't think I would, and, why and, would you, right? And, he, and even if he did, I, I don't expect Hurts to play. And even if he did with the clavicle, whatever he had in the shoulder there, I can't imagine they, they would run him as much as they usually do. So he loses his rushing value, even if he's out there. Mm-hmm. So Dak, he's going to tear apart the Titans tonight. All right. All right. Well, when I win my championship game, I'll send you a selfie so that you feel good about it. Boom. Yeah. A selfie. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> All right. I'm sad. I haven't made the finals in my uh, my dynasty league for the first time in seven years here. Oh, wow. I am a, a dynasty in my dynasty league, but I haven't made the finals for the first time in seven years. Man. I won it four out of six years coming into this year, and I lost in the semifinals. That's embarrassing. I don't know what to Big tell upset. you. It is. All right, dude, uh, enjoy tonight's – well, I hope Dallas doesn't lay an egg, but I would said riveting matchup, but you never know in the NFL. Yeah. Be good, bud. See you. Never know. All right. Thank you, guys. All right. Yeah, you don't in the NFL. I mean, good grief. Out of Bounds, 105.9 The Zone ESPN. <laughs> Show is brought to you by Sound and Communications. Sound and Communications. Top quality audio visual, soundcomav.com. Provide leading-edge audio-visual for businesses, churches, and sports facilities powered by SoundComAV.com and Sound and Communications. That was a good interview. Uh, We hit Dak Prescott, who, after the pick six, played out of his mind against the Philadelphia Eagles and was a playmaker left and right. And then there's, man, there's a lot of uncertainty at the quarterback position in the NFL. That could bode well for none other than Gardner Minshew. At this point, do you want 46-year-old Tom Brady for a one-off or do you with a, a brand-new roster? Or do you want someone that you can run a couple seasons with? That's a good question. I would think the latter. And the real question to me is if you're Sean Payton, we talked about this with Dan Mullen, we've seen it with other coaches, the second stint is rarely as magical as the first. No doubt. Ron Paul? Yeah. Uh, I couldn't agree with you more. What if Jim Harbaugh goes to the NFL and another Blue Blood program opens up? What? How could that disrupt college football if Harbaugh heads out of Michigan to the Colts or somewhere else? Dave Bartu at 930. 